The views and opinions expressed on Take 7 are that of the hosts and are not reflective nor associated with, either directly or indirectly, any other person or organization. Besides, an open mind and discomfort is the beginning step towards the journey of progress. Don't be so fucking sensitive. saucy oh man dude that hit that hit had the kids say that hit different oh hit different it did (laughs) that's because it was different hello and uh welcome to take seven presented by stars and street lamps your weekly opportunity to take a seat take a moment to take it all in subscribe and leave us a five-star review on itunes or wherever you're listening to help the show grow and get in on the conversations and give us your take by emailing stars and street lamps at gmail.com or visit thatimagine.com our featured producer for this month is BK Brown, coming to you from fucking San Diego. Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go Padres. Go Padres. Nah, yeah. man. Fuck the Padres. Hey, hey, BK Brown, you dope. But San Diego, not so much. Nah. Their music uh, can be found on Bandcamp, so give them a search. BK Brown at uh, Bandcamp.com or something of that nature. Goggle it. Burger My name's Imagine King. Burger King Brown. That's how I'm going to remember it. <laughs> My name's Imagine, and uh, joining me as always, the Dark Joker himself, Dave. Hello, everybody. Good evening, San Diego. <laughs> Good evening. This is my radio voice. Check, check. This is your radio voice? Uh, no, I just have one voice. It's annoying. Oh, well. Strap in. You're going to be hearing a lot more of it. Yeah, it's just going to sound like that <laughs> dumb and dumber. <laughs> That's all. My tinnitus is acting up. Oh, man. You know what is acting up? COVID. COVID 2.0. We're back. We're back. The We're sequel. The sequel. Yeah, I mean, it never really went away, you know, but people just kind of forget. Kind of like Scream and Scream 2. Like, before we even had a chance to, like, fully finish Scream, the second one was out, like, less than a year. <laughs> <laughs> it just released on Blockbuster. Yeah. It's like, oh, now yeah. playing yeah. in theaters. Yeah. Now, now in theaters. It's like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, so uh, I, I know a lot of people that just got... Uh, sick from the resurgence. I was one of those, but I, uh, I did not test because uh, I'm over it. You're over it. I am. Okay. Um, I just feel like uh, my whole life up until 2020, uh, people got sick and no one made a deal about big deal about it. Getting sick. Yeah. It was like they had the flu. You had a flu season. You had a cold or whatever. It, right. We praised Michael Jordan for playing the flu game. Yeah. Now, have you tried that shit now? And he, oh man, you're putting people's lives in jeopardy. And mm-hmm. people get sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. People die. I, I hate to sound callous about it, but you can't save everybody. Okay. That is certainly an opinion. Uh, I, my, my take is uh, there, are, there are diseases, there are concerning things, uh, especially when about being sick. But, but uh, to, to put it bluntly, uh, this is different, and the way that it is different is that it affects people differently, whereas we can anticipate how people can react to a cold, potentially react to the flu, because we've had a little bit more experience with it. Mm-hmm. COVID is the new kid on the block. 
and he's that he's that Jordan Knight. <laughs> you're not gonna the you're, new you're, kid on the block. He's the new kid on the block. Oh man, that was a Come great on, reference. Great up. reference. Shout out Jordan Knight. He's my favorite. The right stuff. <laughs> he's got the right stuff. Um, I, I I understand that. Uh, just from from my point of view. It's almost like anything else. If you did not experience it or go through it, you're not going to give a shit. Yeah. Uh, the best example, I hate to put it this way, but, you know, cancer. Mm-hmm. When you're younger, or even when you, you hear that word, it strikes a different chord with everybody. Right. People who have obviously been affected by it are going to feel more strongly about that word and how it's being used. Right. Versus someone per se, like me, who hasn't really dealt with anybody close to me with cancer. Therefore, right. it hasn't really infected my bubble, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. So that maybe that's the same thing with COVID. I haven't never met anybody who died of COVID or was right. even hospitalized because of COVID. Yeah. So to me, it, it's like a scare tactic. Gotcha. I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I think the, the on the flip side, I have interacted with those who've been hospitalized, those who have passed away. Um, I, I busted out my Ouija board and I was like, how is it? And they, COVID's real. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's real. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've, I've had enough proximity to be like, oh yeah, I should be a bit concerned, especially having a, a, a newborn. Um, my, my son was uh, turned, he turned one when COVID started. His birthday was canceled and no, no, I, I totally get it yeah. from your point of view as a parent, um, yeah. as someone who's responsible for another individual or kids. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. But someone like me who doesn't have kids or is not even around uh, older people. Right. It's it's almost like, what's the big deal? Yeah. Because it doesn't affect me as yeah. selfish as that sounds. And, that, and it's it's good to have that awareness where it is a bit selfish, but at the same time, you're least aware. Other people are like, eh, you, you, why are you making a big deal? My point of view should be your point of view. So automatically, you're making a big deal out of nothing. Whereas my interactions with people when, when COVID was like at its high point, it was like, I'm concerned about COVID. Me and my family, we're going to do what we got to do for COVID. So everyone else, y'all do what you do, but we're also going to make decisions. For example, I think, yeah, Christmas 2020, going into 2021, uh, we spent it at a hotel. Okay. There was like family gatherings and this and that. And we were like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. They're like, well, why aren't you coming? Because you're doing your thing. We're doing our thing. We're good. And I think that that level of uh, understanding has been missed. So going back now, the resurgence of COVID, it's kind of like, okay, we're, we're coming back to it. Okay, cool. So again, y'all are going to do what you're going to do at least respect my perspective. So if someone's like, oh, I have COVID positive, it's not a big deal. No, okay, that's cool, you know, or I found out like, oh, you have the flu, you're sick. All right, cool. Well, stay the fuck over there, okay? That's cool, yeah. Um, I totally, I, I get, get exactly, again, it sounds like a broken record. I get where you're coming from and I totally understand it. Just knowing that how people are going to react mm. um, is half the battle. Yeah. So like, especially if you work in retail or with, with, with the, the community, the public, uh, you kind of get a better awareness of how certain individuals are. You don't want to say you judge them, but you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, so if I see someone wearing a mask, I'm not going to say anything. I don't care. If you you want to wear a mask, that's up to you. If you don't want to wear a mask, I don't care. Yeah. Okay. That being said, cover your mouth when you sneeze, (laughs) do the vampire (laughs) cough. Yeah. Yeah. 
baseline. Yeah, can we at least meet me halfway, man? Yeah, yeah. Just just good hygiene. Yeah. I sneezed. Well, you afraid of COVID? No. no. You're just fucking dirty. Dude, like, relax. Dude, the worst was when <laughs> like you hit you. Uh, when COVID first happened, and uh, it's like you couldn't even have allergies. Like you would, you be a chew COVID. No, no, just it's, <laughs> it's spring. <laughs> Fuck you, get out of my car. You yeah. got COVID. No, I swear it's just allergies. Yes, yeah. everything was so heightened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I practiced sneezing without making a sound. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. Nope. Get out. Get out. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's that's been a thing, and uh, you know we're we're bringing back do what we got to do. Uh, but what it didn't stop me from doing. Is fucking going to watch Barbie, man? Have you you talked about Barbie? Oh, my wife is. Uh, she went to. I believe she went to go see Barbie, or at least what she told me. Um, it, it's not for me. Yeah. I, All right. Wow. Well, we we got a hot take. Okay. T- tell me. Um, you tell me what I'm missing. After uh, we come back. I didn't want to come back from that. That was, that was, that was uh, hard. Bro, that, that sounded very much uh, early Kanye with the oh. uh, college dropout. Yeah. Like the just the beat. It sounded like, yeah. I was the type of shit I would just be like, oh, I'm going to turn this up. And yeah. I was like, hey, the, guys, the, the rest of the show is going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, BK right. Broad. Okay. Hey, uh, Talk Bar- to me about Barbie. Barbie, though. Okay. So I went to, uh, went to go see Barbie. Me and wifey went on a date night. And... Uh, I'm not going to lie. I heard good things about Barbie, and I was like, I think it's going to be like the Lego movie. Did you watch the Lego movie? Uh, yes. I did not watch it in theaters for the reasons that we talked about before, but right. yes. But you saw it. Okay, cool. So, hearkening back, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Barbie, punch out. Fast forward and uh, come back. But, you know. Everything I'm, I'm, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to get into it. I want, I want you because you don't fucking give a fuck. You didn't, you didn't see the movie, right? You said... Your wife saw it, but you didn't see it. Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, there's there's things I'll do. I'll go to a Dodger game with her. Yeah, I'm an Angel fan. That's love. Well, that, that's that's love. Yeah, no one's perfect. Um, going to see Barbie that 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 doesn't make the list for me. You can't pull the if you love me card. No, I, well, I can't. How much is a divorce attorney? <laughs> I will never sign the papers. Okay, so so she went to go see. Did she like it? She did enjoy it. She did um, enjoy it. Yes. Why? Why did she enjoy it? She. I mean, look. I don't want to get into the whole women men thing, but it's a chick movie in my estimation okay, yeah. from the outside looking in. Hit your hit your take with it. Yes. Would I like to see Margot Robbie? Yes. <laughs> um. I don't. I, but you know, once I heard somebody that uh, I, I I work with tell me that it was basically back Black Panther. Yeah. For women, for for white women, and I was just like, I don't think I have to see it. Okay. To I don't yeah, it's a magical okay. land and it doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Wakanda. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Barbie Conda. <laughs> Barbie Conda. Barbie Conda forever. <laughs> Barbie Conda forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we so we saw we saw a date night, and I was like, I was 
amped up because I was anticipating uh, it was going to be like the Lego movie. And I saw the Lego movie, and at the end of the movie of Legos, it harkened back to like the, the childhood piece of why we play with Legos. There's no rules to Legos. Oh, the, the ending where the, it shows Will Ferrell? Yeah, Will okay, Ferrell got being it. the dad. Yes. And, and it was like, telling oh, no, we, don't we touch have, anything. Yeah. But the kid was like, they're fucking Legos. They're, they're toys. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I really resonated with that message of Legos. The Lego, the mission of Legos is to unlock your imagination. And just fucking Absolutely. Don't yeah. And d- don't step on them. Yeah, definitely do fucking pick him up. Um, so I was like, okay, that's gonna be what Barbie is, because I thought Barbie when it first came out, like, oh, they're gonna make, they're gonna try to make a fucking Barbie movie. This is not gonna go well. But then I started hearing the reviews, and I was like, oh, you know what? It's probably gonna be like the Lego Movie, where they harken back to the mission and what Barbie now means for a lot of women, young girls. Of you can do anything, you can be anything. Barbie does it all. So on and so forth. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm with that. Um, I consider myself a feminist, so I'm not afraid of the whole like chick movie perspective of like, oh, I'm just not going to fucking see Barbie. Oh, yeah. More power to you, bro. Yeah. So um, what I'm bringing up about it was a phenom that I've heard on The Wire that um, there is a lot of discussions around Barbie within relationships. And it's resulting in breakups. <laughs> and you asked me why I didn't see this with my wife? Breaking up over Barbie. Yeah, that sounds so, great. Since the release of Barbie, there's been a lot of uh, discussions online that have emerged where uh, a lot of the users are describing how the movie led to conflicts and breakups in the relationships. Bro, how has SNL not done a like breaking Barbie? <laughs> Instead of breaking bad, breaking Barbie? <laughs> I want to see her in pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, so they, they've uh, been pretty much saying the same thing where they're talking about that they've broken up with their significant other, namely women breaking up with men uh, because of the men's dismissal of feminist themes in the film. Um, but it, it, that, that's kind of the thing. And from, for, from a man perspective, after seeing the film, a lot of movies, they'll do like an undertone. Wonder Woman, great, great example. There's like an undertone of like feminism, right? Let me just interject real quick. If yeah. you were to say on a scale of one to 10, one being uh, not girly at all and 10 being the girliest thing of all time, yeah. where would you rank or where would you put Barbie as far as, oh my God, it is a chick flick? Or- Barbie the toy or Barbie the movie? The movie. Barbie the movie. <sighs> you see, that? That's, that's the hard thing. It's not like your typical, what you would call it, like a, a chick flick. Okay. If if feminism empowerment is a chick flick, then okay. But that's that's the point of the Barbie film is that it it didn't shy away from the feminist theme. It again, typically like a feminist movie, they'll have like a, a feminist undertone. But Barbie rolled up feminism into like a fist. Oh, so it was like a She-Hulk. And it fucking not. I mean, She-Hulk. I mean, She-Hulk was like annoying. Like, hey, I'm a woman. I'm a powerful. I'm like, okay, we get it. Good God. Yes. When they, when they jam it down your throat? Yes. God, I can't stand that. Can't? I did. I thought it was done so beautifully. And uh, it, the, a lot of the points that it articulated in the movie, I, I, I couldn't help but agree with. It, it made some really, really great, strong points. And I thought it was well done in that regard. Okay. And uh, I thought it was funny that when you start seeing the, the, the breaking up over Barbie stuff, and I was like, okay, that makes, that makes some sense. 
So you would recommend it. So you would say maybe maybe take a maybe watch it. I would recommend watching it, not to say that you're going to enjoy it. I would recommend watching it as a film that is delivering a, a message. message. Okay, so it's not a popcorn movie. It's a all right. Let, it was still fun. There, I, I would laugh. It, it was. It was some. It parts still had it, a message. It definitely had a message. Okay, as long as you don't slam the message like it's a, a after school smash special, I'm fine with it. That's the thing. It didn't feel like it. It wasn't corny. It wasn't cheesy. It wasn't after school special. Like, oh, drugs are bad. Yeah. yeah. No. If you do it subtle and not, and you don't hammer it down, like, like we get it. Yeah. We get it. It can. It work. It can work. Yeah. It wasn't subtle. No. It was. It was. They I jammed mean, it down they, your throat. They, they not, it was a right hook across the face. <laughs> Feminism empowerment. Oh, uh, but, I, but I. But I dig it though because. I, there's not a lot of times when you have a film that does it like that. When you think of the all-time great um, women protagonists, yeah, which ones do you come to, or which ones come to mind on like right away? Yeah, automatically you would think of like Wonder Woman. Okay, right, or or someone that's not a superhero, maybe the uh, Ridley from Aliens, Sigourney Weaver. Okay, yeah, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, it's, it's it's not that we don't we don't support these characters or we, we don't love their stories. It's when they make them so okay, like uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, they don't like her because she don't have any flaws. Right, she can do anything. Right, you can't work with someone at that. The reason why those other women heroines, Terminator yeah. Two, Sarah Connor. Yeah, they had flaws, but they still were heroic. Yeah, and I think the Barbie Margot Robbie wasn't the the illustration of those like you're saying the, the character that need to have flaws need to have balance yeah in that case it was a uh, america ferrera she played a character in, in the movie that uh, had a strong connection to 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 barbie okay and she was the one who was like real woman if you will you had barbie who was like the vehicle of delivering the feminist message but it was really coming from america ferrera's character so she was the one who was like, I'm from the real world. I'm a real woman. These are real woman problems. These are the things I have to deal with. I think Barbie dealt with them in a comical way. But America Ferreira's character in the film was the one who was delivering the, the actual prof- message. The actual message. Okay. And so it was like legally blonde. <sighs> where you're kind of like, okay, I get it. <laughs> no, not really. Because legally blonde, you had Reese Witherspoon who was... We were laughing at her, but also laughing with her at some times. And then we began to laugh at her, and then throughout the movie, we were laughing with her. Yeah, yeah. That that's kind of that's kind of Barbie. Okay, America Ferrera was more of like the pro feminism piece to it, and um, she was the counter counterbalancing. She she added the, the the realism, if you will, perspective. She um, was in a movie called Real Women Have Curves, <laughs> so I don't know what you were expecting. Have you ever seen um, a movie where there was there was conflict? Between you and your significant other, either a previous girlfriend or your current wife. Um, conflict? Uh, no. Um, even if I disagreed, I did the guy thing and just said what I needed to say to not get in trouble. <laughs> yes, dear. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> now I don't have to do that. My my wife knows pretty much, and she knows what I like, and I know what she likes, and I'll meet her halfway, and she'll meet me halfway. So. If she, if she comes back to you and says, hey, let's let's actually sit down and watch the Barbie movie. I'll watch it with her. You watch her? Yeah. All right. If so, she asked me to do it, I would. 
but she also knows that don't ask me to watch the blind side because that was bullshit i knew it from the (laughs) get-go in closing party was dope all right and you know what i will meet you halfway i will watch it i will wait for it to be free with ads or something and then i'll watch it (laughs) and the thing is i'm not saying people are gonna like it you don't have to like it i'm just saying for the barbie film it's just listen to the message have self-awareness to how you are feeling with that message be open to the message that's being delivered and where it's coming from, empathize with it, and then decide, okay, I see it, I hear it, I f- let, me, let me just feel how I feel about that, take a moment, and then I'll respond. So be open-minded. Yeah. But I could still probably have the same opinion. At the very end of it, yeah, you'd be like, yeah, I've seen it, I hear it, I hear your message. But here's my take on on what you're telling right, me. I'll, I'll, I'll bet I'll, I'll watch that. Yeah, uh, that's that, and that's the part of the show too. You know, we're telling people, hey man, just, just have a fucking open mind about stuff. I, okay, I will watch Barbie. I'll watch a UFC fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch this thing with gloves. Yeah, what the they, they beat up people? Is that yeah. thing? There's blood. <laughs> that's cool. Man, whatever. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I, I don't. I don't fucking watch. I mean, I was I was big on boxing when uh growing up. I was oh, big man. on De La Hoya yeah. fights. Yeah, uh, I I dug boxing. It was just the jam. I dig it. The the, the strategy involved. Uh, the sweet then, science. Yeah, and then when when MMA came around, I there, there's definitely I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say there's not as much science. There's not as much strategy. There's not as much. There's there's way more variables in yes. MMA. But what I don't like is the the straight nature of like I just want to see motherfuckers beat up each other like yeah that's I just, me. I just I just, <laughs> I just want to see someone break the leg I want to see blood uh, on the floor look, I just want to see two motherfuckers go I, at I, it that's me I'm sorry that's me and th- that's me because you know that's where the coliseum was back in the, the that's that's they wanted to see blood it's human I think it's in our genes to want to just see that I just want to see motherfuckers I want to see motherfuckers just just wail on each other. Wail on each other and just give me a good fight. Yeah. Entertain me. Yeah, and, and that's why I like uh, a boxing. I enjoy the, like, ooh, like, motherfucker got knocked out, you know? Or, yeah. like, that was a solid punch across the face. Like, in the slow-mo where you see, like, his jaw move six inches to the left. Not like, just that. You <laughs> see, like, the whole reverb of, his, yeah. <laughs> of the glove and just looks like they're making, yeah, oh. the spit coming out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the science in, associated with with boxing, the strategy of like you go, you have just two fists, movement of your body, to, it's all to up get to it you. done. It's all you got. It's like golf, but 
you're actually playing against somebody. <laughs> I was waiting to see, like, huh? <laughs> Golf is, is not a going? sport. I'm sorry, man. It's not a sport. You have, you can't. It is a leisurely activity. It is. You're just playing against yourself. How did your grandpa feel about that? He never liked that. Uh, <laughs> he was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, sir. Get yes, the sir. fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take my four iron now and beat the shit out of you with it. There's good MMA in this bitch. Weapons. Yeah. He knew what tap out was before I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I never really watched MMA, so. Oh, yeah, fuck it. I mean, uh, well, you know, the way, the, the, the way the things are going, though, I could totally see with the whole CTE and these old brain scans. And yeah, I could totally see boxing, even football being almost outlawed like that real steel movie. But at the same time, it's like, you know what you signed up for, you know? Well, then like, if that's the case, let 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 them do all the steroids they want. If, if it's that point. OK. I mean, that's also true. It goes back to the argument that we had not too long ago about athletes. Like, okay, this athlete agrees to compete against this athlete. You guys agree to both be juiced the fuck up? Uh, All right. I'll have a juice league. Again, <laughs> entertain me. Yeah, you're completely right. I, I agree to that. If they want to be juiced the fuck up and they're consenting adults about it. What's, what's porn? Two consenting adults? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I agree. I agree to that as well. Uh, but as I was leaving Barbie... Um, so we're, we're, we're chilling, we're leaving in the car and we're driving away and I heard a song on the radio and I was like, bam, movie. I just thought of like the, the movie, the movie was synonymous with the song and I was like, I can't help but think of oh, so, the movie. So when you heard the song, it, it, it's instantly like recognizable. Oh yeah. So it's a, like you hear it, it's almost like, oh, that's from whatever movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But then I, I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, that's crazy, though, because this band made this song completely independent of the movie, and now forever their song will be associated with the movie. So you're, you're, not, you're not talking about, like, soundtracks? Not soundtracks. Not like the James Bond score. Gotcha. Or, like... Uh, uh, the power of love. Just, you, just, just using a song future. in a movie. Yeah. On, that's whatever on the soundtrack, but was it meant for that movie? Yes. Gotcha. It was written separately. Got it. So it got me thinking, I was like, holy shit, like that's crazy. I kind of, I think that might kind of suck for the band unless they're, you know, they're getting royalties forever, but to have something like you created and now it's forever associated with someone else's work of art. Uh, uh yeah. I'm I not sure how they feel about that. It's the, probably the first part. Um, oh, just wanted to say, man, I was so bummed out that dude from Smash Mouth died. Oh, some. Yeah, man, I was. Body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was bummed. I, that one bummed me out, dude. Really? It did because every time I saw Smash Mouth, it was just instantly rem reminded me of my, you know what? my that, youth. That's, that's a great point because All-Star was not written for Shrek, but now it's always will be Shrek. Yeah. You're right. Never. I didn't think of that. But yeah, uh, they they were they were they were the cheesy band, but whatever. Everyone liked them. Uh, of course, everyone's gonna say they're the greatest band of all time now because he passed on. But <laughs> they just made great fun music, dude. I I, I loved uh, walking on the sun. Yep, that riff. Oh, dude. Yep. Instantly recognized. Yeah, absolutely. And then All Star came out, and I was a huge fan of that. And I bought the album. Astro, Astro Lounge. Lounge. Who Astro did it? Lounge. I bought it just based on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is cool. 50s, space. Yeah, I dig I'm it. I'm in. Um, 
And that was a great album. It was. It, it was, was a really, really good album. Fucking good. Yeah. Uh, what was the follow up song with the when Jeff the morning comes? Yeah. Was that in Can't Hardly Wait? No. Or am I just associating Jennifer Love Hewitt with Ken Hardly Wait? I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> no. So the song you're thinking of was a cover, I believe. Another cover? Was it? I, uh, it wasn't Walking on the Sun. No. I'll have to get back to you on that, but okay. I'm pretty sure it wasn't on that Astro Lounge. Okay. Uh, or maybe it was. Fuck if I know. It's I been know. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. All right. <laughs> but yeah. So just like how All Star was not written for Shrek. But you can't. You can't help but think <laughs> okay. of Shrek every time you hear All-Star now. You did it right when I said it. Yeah. Ta-da. So anyways, that wasn't the song that I heard, though. But okay. this is this is the song. And, and let me know if you uh, recognize. What uh, movie it's the, from? What, what movie it's from okay. after pressing play. And we're going to go back and forth for a couple songs. All right. Here we go. I feel like I'm on uh, Name That Tune. Okay. I think I know the movie you're talking what? about. You think you know the movie? Well, because it's two movies. Really? I only know one. Okay. The, the, well, because they made fun of it in not another teen movie. And they used the same song. Oh, well, because they came from an original. Yes. So originally, um, that, that's from uh, She's All That. That's from She's All That. Yes. Yeah, so I heard this song on the radio. When she's coming down the, the stairs. Yes. Okay. And Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel shout Lee, out. Yeah. Shoot shout out. Definitely. Um. But yeah, uh, I heard uh, Six Pence on the Richer playing uh, Kiss Me, and I heard it on the song. I was like, oh, shit, like, she's all that. What a great fucking movie. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, shit. That wasn't even meant for, like, the movie. They just wrote that great song, and then they put it in, and now it's forever going to be associated with She's All That. Yeah. Um, but they didn't really have that many hits, so I think they're, they were totally fine with that, making the royalties on that. Oh, they had a couple. A couple, but it wasn't like they had a greatest hits album. Oh, no, they did not. So no. I think they're, they they're great, totally... Three songs. Yeah, they had a great... Not a one-hit wonder, just a two-time... <laughs> I don't know what they call it. The two-time. Okay. Um, what... Here's, here's a song that I have. I don't know if you'll know it, but I hope you do. Okay, here, hit me with it. Uh, okay, I know... Okay. So, okay, I also know this from two movies, but I know it mainly from one. Okay, hit me. That's that's tequila. Yes. From the Sandlot. Yes. And the other movie, what do you got? That's Pee Wee Herman, bro. Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure yeah, when he's dancing on the yeah, bar. That's right, Pee Wee Herman. Okay, that's what I was thinking as well. But Sandlot. Both, I guess. Yeah. For me, a d generation thing. I mean, I, I know it was in Sandlot too, but if you ask when I heard it. Interesting. It's when he does the dance on when the, the white shoes. Who wore it better? Who wore it better? Oh, man, that is a trick. Sandlot's so timeless, but I'm going to go with my man. Again, fuck. Paul Rubens, rest in peace, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we we owe him an apology, man. All he did, Paul Rubin. Yeah, all he did, all he did was jerk off in a theater. <laughs> oh, that's all he did. It wasn't that. It wasn't bad. that bad. Can you imagine yeah. if they did that now? Like, he would be on TMZ. He'd be on TMZ. And we would just would have scrolled. Like yeah, that's not that's news. Nothing. <laughs> huh? All right, what do you Scroll. got next? Uh, yeah, that Sandlot definitely wore it better for sure. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. This one I thought like as well. So after I thought about it, and I was like, okay, what other songs are synonymous with movies that weren't meant or they weren't written for the movie. Okay. Uh, so I went down the rabbit hole and I started asking myself like, Oh, well, what else? And I thought, Oh, this one right here is just, it's a classic. How can you not? All right. I'm going to let it play. Cause I like it. 
<laughs> I just got my fist bump in the air. Exactly. I got my glove on. I just put my earring on. That's the Breakfast Club, baby. Dude, the Breakfast Club, man. Dude, if they if they, look, there's certain movies you don't you don't remake, and that's one of them. Really, I think a remake would actually be really cool to see. <sighs> okay. Because the I'll, dynamic, they have to do it right, though. You have to show a lot of respect for what, why it worked so well between the, the varying characters in that dynamic and the struggles they went through. John Hughes' masterpiece. Absolutely mastermind. Uh, the, the teen comedy, drama, whatever you want to call his genre, uh, he, he nailed it. And I think it would be fascinating to see how teen issues haven't really evolved too much. There's still the same issues and there's still the same cliques identified in the breakfast club. I think we would, we would probably end up where the, the same thing with Barbie where I, I believe uh -huh. if they did redo it, it'd be too progressive for me where mm. I, it'd be like, I'm out. Like they would have to have a black guy. They would have to be a transgender person. They would have to include everybody. Well, that, that's what would be fascinating about it. That's what, but then you're not making, it's not the breakfast club. Just call it something else. You, you guys copy each other's movies anyway. Just, so it call has, it, just call it something else. Just don't call it the Breakfast Club remake. It has to be the Breakfast Club because they're all white. No, 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 no. It's not the same movie. Okay? That movie was made in 1985. Right. To, to, to show basically that we're all the same, doesn't matter, this and that. That message you can keep. You yeah. don't have to call it Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Just call it something else. You're, you're not wrong. I think you're you're right in catching the, the, the thematic elements and the dynamics. I'm fine with that. Just don't call it the Breakfast Club. Interesting. Interesting. Ha, have it in a different setting. Uh, have it. Uh, they're trapped in an elevator. I don't know. <laughs> Do something else <laughs> other than a school. Trapped in an elevator. <laughs> See what I mean? It's a trope that's been done. All right, you got me all fucked up here. <laughs> Very passionate about Breakfast yeah, don't, Club. Don't touch my fucking Breakfast yeah, Club. That one in Back to the Future, man. Don't touch Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch Back to the Future. I, I can't. See, something like that, I think that was done really fucking well. I'm not sure you could redo Back to the Future. Nor would I. I don't know if I, I don't think it's such a timeless movie. Not because it's my favorite movie, but it's it's a movie that resonates Across With, time, <laughs> pun intended, but every I think everybody can say something nice about Back to the Future, even if it's not their favorite movie. They were entertained. It's it doesn't fit in one genre. It hits a little bit of everything, and it was just lightning in a bottle. Struck a chord, huh? It, it really did. <laughs> Don't fucking Don't touch. fucking do it. <laughs> I remember when they they said they were going to remake it, and that Justin Bieber was going to be Marty McFly. I was oh. like. I'm going to jail. I'm going to kill Justin Bieber. <laughs> this is worth it. <laughs> it's, it totally worked. I did it for the Back to the Future fan club. And when I'm in jail, just make sure we got Back to the Future on, on repeat. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> worth All right. it. All right. Here's, here's, my, here's my second one. Okay, number two. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen the movie. Okay. Don't know if you know the song. Here Interesting. we go. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. I, th I think I... Stop. Oh, yeah. Where is my mind? Oh, I, forget, I forget the movie, though. You met me at a very interesting time in my life. The clerks? 
<laughs> Fight Club. Oh, the that ending. was Fight Club. That's right at the very end. I, that that song you want that song was was written in the mid eighties, late eighties, and really, I thought it was like a nineties song. No, the Pixies are from the eighties, and everyone wow. assumes that's a dude. That's a chick singing. Really, play it again. All right. That this is a woman singing. Yeah, I clearly didn't fucking know. Ah, shit, that's just cool. Fuck. Where is that, Where that, is yeah, my mind? That's such a great line too, and the way it was delivered, it's so haunting. I dig it. Yeah, it, it sticks with you. And you know what? Most of the time, when you remember a song, it's at the beginning of the movie. That one is at the end of the movie. That's why it was like, wow, that's very powerful. That wasn't um, uh, the one I just played. That was, fuck. Was, I don't even know what it's called. Don't forget about me. Don't you? That was at the fist pump at the very end of the movie, right? Or did they play it throughout the movie? Hey, you might be right about that. Got him. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that's the, the fist freeze. Yeah. Fist up. I feel like they play like instrumental parts of it. They might have been. Like, but not the, the whole song. Yeah. Kind of like 8 Mile, they alluded to the, the final song. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's writing the yeah. lyrics. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, you might be right. But yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I saw I saw Fight Club, but you know, it's 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 a good example because these are the movies that that resonate with you at the time, and the music also stuck with you, and uh, that's why you recall it. And I don't. All right, well, okay. All right, but, but I fucking love Fight Club, though. All right, great movie. What if uh, uh, would you say Fight Club is the antithesis? If I said that word wrong, go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> of the Barbie movie. Interesting. So, like, what if guys were like, "Honey, we have to go see Fight Club." We have to. You know, I think that's been And it's like, about masculinity. And you don't think women are going to be like, oh, guys just talking and saying they're great. I think that yeah. has been something that's been explored as like it's an ultimate guy movie. Yeah. Fight club. And but go back to the barbaric nature of like just beating the shit out of each other. But if women go, oh, that's just a guy movie. We don't get all offended and up in arm and we just go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> It is a dude movie. Get the fuck out on pressing play. Yeah. <laughs> Rambo, bitches. Uh, I wouldn't say it's, I don't know if that's the antithesis, but uh, it definitely could align with that. And if so, I would tell the women the same thing. Check it out. Go in with an open mind. Try to understand the message. Digest it. See how you feel. And then respond. Here's what I love about Fight Club, dude. I, I don't really think people get the message of the movie. What is the it, message? Uh, to me, how I interpreted it is a guy struggling uh, with who he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in finding out who he is, he discovers that um, he has multiple personalities. Mm -hmm. We all have that. Well, on certain days, you might act differently. or you, I think it's relatable. Yeah, and allowing yourself to really bloom. Yeah. Whether it be bloom towards violence, but maybe bloom towards art. But the, the the overall message was more of a, it's a mental health movie, and it's okay if you're fucked up. Yeah, I like it that. Has, it, it's, people just thought, oh, it's about dudes beating up each other. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's not about that at all. Yeah, I did like the, the peaceful nature of like observing chaos, and chaos is okay, him being with Darla and being like, oh, well, we're here together and whatever. 
bleeding out of my neck. Yeah, <laughs> I just shot myself. Um, I just, I, I, I liked. It was one of the the first movies I saw where it dealt with mental illness to the mm. point where you were like, oh, okay, it doesn't have that that stigma to it. Ah, uh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out again. I, I, when I first saw it, I just liked the entertainment piece to it. I liked the the dark nature of it, uh, and I felt like, the, like you kind of said, it was. It was different in the sense that it wasn't just a I'm gonna beat each other up kind of movie, but there was a message there that, that I did. It's enjoy. a it, it's a movie, if you, especially if you haven't seen it in a while. I think if you watched it again, I think you would probably be like, oh, okay. I think the theme of self discovery was really like yes, a, yes, a drive home absolutely nice. All right, okay. go go. For here's it. here's my uh, here's my number three. Make sure my volume is up. Okay, this is gonna be good. Where's I, my snare? You, you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear any snare. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> um, yeah, you may not get this. If you get this, I'll be surprised. Because even for me, I was like, I'm not sure anyone else is going to get this. Or maybe even have seen the film. a challenge. I, I totally understand why you wouldn't think that I would know this. It seems obscure. It's obscure, but I, I know it. Because I, I think I know you. Interesting. I'm going to guess this is uh, Arcade Fire. This is Arcade Fire. Wake up. And this is from Where the Wild Things Are. Where the Wild Things Are. And every time I heard like the, those opening chords, but it's just the, it's the, the, the O's. Hey, uh, no, the fact that I got it right. I got it right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Very good. Yeah, Arcade Fire. Very hipster. Where the wild things are uh, wasn't a huge like. Did you read film. the book? Oh yeah, I love the book. Okay, that's why. Yeah, I love the book. I saw the movie. Love John Goodman, Spike Jones. I love fucking being weird. Um, I yeah, love John I, Goodman, dude. John Goodman's American guy, can treasure. Can you believe that guy's never been even nominated for an Oscar? Not even nominated. Not even for best supporting. Nothing. Nothing. Wow, that's blasphemy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a like a lifetime achievement award. Like, they might give them that. We, we we skipped you all these years. Yeah, I was like, something. hey, uh, we're gonna make this John Gooden award. No reason. <laughs> wow, that, that's that is a travesty. I would say John Goodman or Tom Hanks, more of a national treasure. I would I would say Tom Hanks. I say John Goodman. Um, oh man, I just think be because of the prestige Tom Hanks brings. Interesting. You just really like big. No, um, I, I love. It was splash. I love, love both actors, uh, but you asked me a question. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say Tom. He's think of the characters he's played. A guy on an island. No, 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 no. The just, just the the real people he's played. The real people he's played. He's played Sully, the the captain of oh, the. Yep, okay. Yep. He played Walt Disney. Yep. Yeah. That was a, that was a total misfire. That should not. Okay, have been. He played Mister Rogers. You know, that was also in Misfire. Those were all just bad casting choices on my end. Okay. I, I, I didn't buy him. I didn't, I didn't think he was casted well. Who would you have casted uh, for uh, they are so, Mr. Rogers? So many talented actors in Hollywood that don't get a shot because they would rather have a recognizable name on the poster. Well, that's the that's exactly the equivalent of a good credit over no credit. Of course, they're going to take the for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So you can have Tom Hanks cast as as Walt Disney, but not. But to really. say he mailed it in, 
Oh, he didn't mail it in. Okay. No, no, he didn't mail it. He didn't phone it in, no doubt. Okay. He still did his best, but I don't think that it was the best casting choice. There are tons of actors that would have nailed Mr. Rogers, that would have nailed Walt Disney. Okay. But I just don't think he was he was quite there. What's your favorite John Goodman movie? Monsters, Inc. That doesn't count. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm, look, I'm an asshole when it comes to that. Okay, live action. <laughs> Uh, he was, he was funny in Lebowski. Oh, he was funny you're out of your element, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, just, just anything. Fred Flintstone. That was fun. Yeah. The first one, you know, and you, you think of like Fred Flintstone, who the fuck are you going to cast as Fred Flintstone? You know, John Goodman, he has, he has the, the big man-ness to him. He had the charm. He also had kind of the dick nature when he needed to, like Fred Flintstone. Yeah. I, I was, it was believable. It was. Um, Rick Moranis was not. I'm sorry. No. He no, was not really, believable that, at that was all. Not a good Barney. And yeah. I can totally understand why he left Hollywood after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fatherhood. Yeah, I fucked that up. <laughs> all right. Here's one that you should know. If you don't know, I'm going to leave this podcast immediately. All right. Oh, yeah. Synonymous. What do you got? Dude, Pulp Fiction. Absolutely. Pulp Fiction. What, what was the name of that artist? Uh, the that the name of the artist was Dick Dale. Ah, that's and right. The, and the high tones. Dick Dale. Yeah. Dick Dale. Uh, and the high tones. The the way that he played the guitar for that, that surf genre. Yeah. Uh, iconic in his own, right? But the way that Quentin Tarantino brought that on, I was like, fuck, dude. Synonymous. You uh, cannot... Oh, that's the Pulp Fiction song. No. Dick Dale gets no credit anymore. Yeah, Dick Dale's oh, like, the I was... Pulp Fiction song. Yeah, there's no words. What are you talking about? No, I was just... That's what I want to hear when I'm on surfing. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a synonymous with two hitmen. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, as I was like, oh, you know, I was thinking about the topic, and I made my selections ready, but I Googled it. Like, I wonder if, like, people have lists and stuff like that. Oh, you got more? I, I, I don't have any more playing. Okay. But, uh, what was on the list? One that hit me and I was like, oh, fuck. Completely it. Beetlejuice. The Banana Boat song. Day oh, is that the dinner scene? Yeah. Daylight cold and me want to go that, home. To me, that's a Halloween song now. That's not even like... Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. with Beetlejuice now. I guess you, that, that, that could be another question for another time. What other songs have accidentally been put into the uh, category of uh, like synonymous. like you just said like it, it wasn't it's not meant for a halloween yeah. song but now it's synonymous with it yeah absolutely it's a halloween song for sure um uh, fucking what is the other one that i saw uh bohemian rhapsody oh for wayne's Wayne, world, wayne's world. Yep. yeah yep, yep. That that's a good one, one. yeah, yeah. Until the movie came out, I probably would have uh, remembered that one. But until uh, the, the the biopic came out, yeah. So since so Bohemian Rhapsody was the movie, the no the the, the song. song the okay. song was it, it did okay, and then it kind of fell off. It wasn't really the most notable Queen song, and the story goes that once Wayne's World put it in there, the studio wanted to put a different song in there, and Mike Myers was like, "Nah, man." We're using Bohemian Rhapsody. And so, you know, they lost the battle. Mm -hmm. And Mike Myers put Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World. And after the movie came out, Bohemian Rhapsody just fucking shot up in the charts. Again. I remember that. And it was huge again because of Wayne's World. And ever since Wayne's World, I feel like 
Bohemian Rhapsody has always lived on in a new life. Where now it's like, oh, it's a classic, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I think Bohemian Rhapsody, the song, yeah. is a song that either you'll never get tired of personally, yeah. or those that one you just skip like immediately. You're like, I've heard that enough for 500 lifetimes. Those people need to be deported. Absolutely. Well, maybe not deported. <laughs> Definitely put down. Yeah. <laughs> That's more humane. Put them down. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Gold yeller. Uh, yeah, you don't need to be around anymore. That's not our audience. You may punch out. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I feel like those those are the songs that uh, need to be recognized for the, the, the films. Fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, just, I, yeah, you got me thinking about some of the other ones now. Keep thinking. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Ponder. Loading. Loading. Buffering. Rainbow wheel. K. Brown. Oh, yeah, B.K. Brown, man. That's- I already remember the name. <laughs> then you're winning. Yeah, I sure am. Hey, B.K. Brown, if, you're, if you're, uh, your website traffic shoots up. It's oh, because of me. I want royalties. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Uh, yeah, shout out B.K. Brown. That was, that was fine. Bring, bring that back. Spacey, I like it, man. I uh, it, yeah. I, talk about soundtracks. That sounds like it would be on the... I just saw that movie yesterday, Passengers, for the first time. Passengers. With Jay, J, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Chris Pratt, 2017. Oh, yeah, when they were in space yes. and shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And Chris I, Pratt was a dick and woke her up. You need to watch it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, you saw Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was a dick. He was a dick. No. He woke her up. Dude, you didn't want to be alone. Yeah, dick. Just because you fucked up. <laughs> he didn't, though. Why, why, okay, so okay. remember the, the the thing hit it and it woke him up. Yes, and he just was like, "What the fuck? I didn't ask for this." Yeah, so he yeah okay that was mishap though. Okay, so circumstance woke him up. Yes, he made a conscious decision to wake her up so he didn't be alone. I so didn't I didn't say he was right. I said I said I can I I get why I, he I, did I, it. I also understand. True. Yes, it's like bro, would, I'm sorry, but. I'm not going to just stay on this shit for 90 years <laughs> and we'll just die. Yeah. That was, that was a good movie. It was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a huge fan of, of Jennifer Lawrence's work. I don't, nothing's really resonated. You know, that's funny that you say that. Cause I'm the complete opposite. Really? You want to, you want to talk about like a heroine? She's yeah. believable. Like that's about as far as I go on, she, on, on the, so like the, the, I was with her. I, me and the wife, we read the books, Hunger at, games. the Hunger games. I, w- I was on the Hunger game train. I believe that as well. Yeah, that was that was a good heroine. But uh, when she started to, when she started to like again, I'm not saying women are not capable of this, but when they start doing the the taken with women, Charlize Theron did one, uh, Scarlett Johansson did one. I think where where they're like these these women, 
it doesn't come off as believable that can they can just manhandle thirty dudes. Uh, all right, all right. It, it, they didn't perform as well, I think, because people are like, I can delude my, myself, but come on, unless it's a superhero movie. Okay, that is that is certainly it's not a popular take, and yes, a, that, I'm going to get hate for it because I hate women. I don't hate women. Okay, <laughs> it's just I, I call bullshit when I see it. That hey, that's a take. That's a take. I'll give I'll give it to you. And that's that's the thing. Yeah, I'm open to it. I would have to revisit the films and be like, okay, can I understand it from that perspective and say, yeah, he has a point. That was actually not believable because I actually have seen movies um, where they do try to shove it down your throat. But they don't make it believable. I think that's the that's the that's yes. the thing. Is that I'm all about heroin, feminism. I can I I will believe that you a can, woman. Yeah, you can be can a be, badass, kick ass motherfucker. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if the stunt choreography is garbage, uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> then that goes for everybody. Yeah, that's not just a woman thing. Yeah. That's a that's anybody. If yeah. the choreography is off, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Bunching out. Um so another thing I was I was thinking about in, in regard to you know tough pills to swallow, it started getting me thinking about uh some harsh truths. So I was like, you know, this would be this would be good. This is a this is a good take to 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 dish out. And sometimes, you know, a harsh truth is a hard pill to swallow, but nevertheless, medicine is medicine. It's medicine for the soul. So I have a harsh truth I wanted to share and uh, get get your take on it. Okay. So this is a harsh truth. For, for today, uh, no matter how much anyone likes you or loves you, they have their own life to live and you have your own life to live. No one else is really going to help you or fix things for you. You are on your own and always will be. God damn, dude. That, yeah, you're right. That, that's that's a harsh truth. It, it is a harsh truth. And yeah, you can sugarcoat that motherfucker all you want, but <laughs> that is the fucking you truth. came into this world by yourself and you're going to go out by yourself. Yeah. You can have people surrounded. You can have a support system, but yeah. you're absolutely at right. At the end of the day, you fight your own battles. You, you get through your own demons. You have to look yourself in the face and you have to deal with that shit. Yeah. Everyone's got their fucking problems. Yeah. I, I I was reading and I was like, man, these are these are really good. So I have a whole bunch, and we'll we'll, we'll get over them uh, through the course of of the show. But um, yeah, I thought it was it was it's healthy to hold the the mirror up and and have like that harsh take, be like, oh man, this is this is tough. But you need to hear it. If if you need to hear it from somebody, you're gonna fucking hear it from us. Yeah, we'll give you harsh so, truth. We'll, all right, we'll give you the harsh truth. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe you think we're full of shit too. Let us know. Give one, a drop, drop a line. One of my favorite quotes is uh, hate or how does it go? It goes, uh, oh, bitches get money. I mean, that's a great quote too. <laughs> that's right underneath uh, that one. Uh, <laughs> right? It's uh, you got to put me on the spot. All right, I put myself on the spot. Um, those who, uh, you know what? I fucked it up. I no, don't no, know. You just, let's walk through it. Um, those who hate the truth only hate the truth because it sound I, I it's something about something about truth and hate mm -hmm. people, people who hate the truth only hate it because they hate hearing the truth or some shit like that yeah i forget exactly how it is i, I mean that, that's true though yeah because usually when you when you're when you're when you're talking about the truth the people that hate the truth hate because it's true <laughs> they hate the truth because it's true yeah. put that shit in the forge cookie 
if the, if the shoe fits, lace that motherfucker. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that that's the harsh take I wanted to to share and uh, provide it out there, throw it out there in the universe. And yeah, you man, fucked me up. I can't even think anymore. That stupid I, harsh truth. That, that that was that was a good one, man. You know, because that's the type of like harsh truths that I wished someone would have would have shared with me. There's a lot of times in my life where I just wish I would have had the harsh truth given to me, no sugar-coated shit. Would you have been mature enough to accept that? No. What's the point then? Still got to hear it. You still got to hear it because I feel like when you have at least, I mean, I'm an old man, but in my experience, uh, yeah, I, I think there's still some value. Great, great case in point is, you know, listening to, to my dad. Shout out my dad. Happy birthday today. Raiders. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of knowledge that he dropped on me when I was younger and not mature enough to, to absorb and take and digest and say, yeah, that's true. And act upon it. But he would be like, all right, motherfucker, just, just, just wait. You'll just see. Watch. You'll see. You'll fucking see. And I'm like, ah, fuck you, dad. And then fucking flash forward 10, 15 years later. I was like, hey, dad, you know, you were, you were telling me. My bad. I, <laughs> I fucking told you. You didn't fucking listen. You didn't fucking listen. And he'd throw that shit in my face. Really? But, but he, but he would, uh, uh, he would be happy. Ultimately, he'd be like, hey, I'm just glad you got to the finish line. It took you fucking 10 to 15 years to, to heed the warnings and heed the advice. But at least you got there. So I'm, I'm happy you at least got there. It's like death. Sure. <laughs> Eventually you're going to get there. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. Sometime you'll get there sooner. But the, but the, the harsh truth and, you know, uh, just in the event that you're someone out there listening who could benefit from a harsh truth here and there. There it is for you. I found it. Oh, here we go. Truth sounds like hate to those who hate the truth. Haters. Haters gonna <laughs> yeah. hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. Hit me with it again. Uh, Man, I, <laughs> I closed that. I just closed the window. Yeah. Truth sounds like hate to those, to those who hate the truth. Who hate the truth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I believe that. I always like that one. That's so cool. much so that I had to look it up because I couldn't even remember. It. <laughs> it's my favorite. That's yeah, my favorite. Oh, I had to look it up. It's your favorite? Oh, yeah. Let me look it up real quick because I don't know if I thought my head. <laughs> <laughs> As always, want to thank you all for joining us here on Take 7. But before we go, uh, we want to remind you to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to help the show grow. Get in on the conversations. Give us your take by emailing starsandstreetlamps at gmail.com or visit thatimagine.com. Uh, another shout out to BK Brown out from San Diego. Don't forget to check out the music on Bandcamp, bkbrown.bandcamp.com. I think that's what it is. Fuck it. I don't know. Google it. But uh, most importantly, lastly, everyone has a take, an opinion, or something to say, but give them a chance to speak their mind before you decide it needs changing. You might be the one instead who has something more valuable to take away. An open mind. My name's Imagine, and that's the Dark Joker Dave, and we'll see y'all next week on Take 7 after we go watch the Barbie movie. Peace! Okay, BK Brown shit. All right. I feel like doing a cypher. <laughs> yo, yo. Yo, yo check yo. me out. Yo. <laughs> I came in a car. <laughs>